Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Fraser Institute released a study on the 13th, so last Wednesday. Why is it so hard to predict future climate change? And joining us is Kenneth P. Green, Senior Fellow at Fraser Institute. May I call you Ken? You may. Absolutely. I just want to make sure that we're not, you know, we're not brothers. We're not related in any way. We want people to know that. No, there isn't not, any, that I, not that I know of. Not, the, no. not that either one of us know of. Anyway, good to have you with us. The, the premise of the study, was it to investigate the repeated claim that humanity is about a decade away from climate catastrophe? Well, the study, of course, is a policy study. So the, the main focus is asking a question about our current policies regard, with regard to climate change sensible based on reality and the data and information we have about climate change. Um, and the answer to that would be not at present, because people have are, believe a, a idea of climate change that is not actually in line with what we've seen experimentally and in data. Could you explain this to us, please, in layman's terminology? Because as you point out in the study, and as I've talked about on this program, as far back as 1989 at the United Nations, there was a view publicly expressed that entire nations could be wiped off the face of the earth if the global warming trend weren't reversed by the year 2000, so 21 years ago. What did you find? Well, to put it very simply, um, computer models of what the climate will be like in the future um, are not accurate in terms of, of uh, extending from what we have seen in the present with regard to climate change. Let me step back and say that again, which is when you look out the window and we ask, if we measure emissions of greenhouse gases and how much that has warmed, we see a moderate warming over the last 50 to 70 years. If we ask the computer models, what do we think is going to happen in the future based on a whole bunch of assumptions about how the population might grow, how the economy might grow, how technologies might develop, how migration, international migration patterns might happen, and how the, the web climate systems might change, you come up with speculative scenarios that climate Armageddon is always about 10 years away. Um, and that's where the debate is right now, which is people believe we have an urgent immediate crisis that needs to be addressed. But that's based on speculative models, not based on actual measurements of the climate. Okay, so when that particular 10-year window has been used, based on these speculative models, has been used to create climate policies, your study found that they have invariably failed, correct? That's right, because we still, we, we, we're still 10 years away after about 40 years of these estimates. Yeah, we're always um, 10 years year away. That we're always 10 years away, and therefore uh, greenhouse gas emissions have continued to rise. They have not successfully reversed, significantly reversed the trend of greenhouse gas emissions, um, and they also have not seen the actual temperature results that they predicted. They, the, the tipping points were not reached in 10 years. Um, and so they just moved the goalposts back to the next 10-year bracket in order to maintain a sense of urgency. Uh, but the whole 10-year framework is, is really an arbitrary construct of people running computer models. It has nothing to do with we have actually seen this trend, and if we extrapolate 10 years from the future, this is what it will look like. That's a more reasonable way of get, estimating the future. But these computer models with uh, of future scenarios are not about that. They're highly speculative. Did you find a climate tipping point to catastrophe at all? 
No, because I don't think there are there are tipping points uh, in regards to climate change uh, as as they're used in the in the common uh, press. No, I think we can adapt. We humans can adapt to a range of climate change from low, medium, moderate, or high. Um, and I don't think there's a magic date at which uh, it, it's inevitable that we we face doom. Now, mind you, there is a there. It becomes more difficult to to do certain things over time. So the higher greenhouse gas emission levels there are in the atmosphere the harder it gets to reverse them at a certain time. Um, but otherwise, no, it's not a time, it's not a, a punctuated process. It's a continual process. Okay, what's your takeaway from the study? From, you know, you, you, start, you began with the objective, then you reach your conclusion, you, you published the study. What's the takeaway? The takeaway is that climate change is real in the sense that climate physics are real, climate chemistry is real, Climate bio, biochemistry is real, um, but the predictions of the future climate, they are not real. They are based on speculative computer models uh, that have a consistent history of being wrong. And so we should not be basing our policies on speculative models with a proven track record of being wrong. Instead, we should be basing our policies on what we have perceived which is that the climate seems to be warming in a slow, relatively steady manner, and that's going to lead to certain changes we need to deal with using our conventional technologies and engineering abilities uh, and not world-girdling greenhouse gas emission control schemes and treaties and carbon taxes and the like. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.